0: Welcome back friends to the Mark Clare show. It's Monday and that's how you know it's time for another episode with this guy yours truly. Um, Before I get into the conversation, a couple little pieces of business. First of all, as always, as ever, my great sponsor, Stephen Fox at Fox and Sons com incredible coffee. I start my day literally, literally every single day I start with a cup of Fox and Sons coffee. Uh you just are gonna have a hard time finding better quality beans at such a great price. I have the subscription I get a bag, a nice two-pound bag sent to me every single month. That's how much I love this stuff. And he doesn't pay me to say that he pays me to do the ad. He doesn't pay me to order a two-pound bag. That's all on my own. So you know I mean it. I love this coffee. It's great stuff. I want you to get yourself a bag, not on me, but you know, 18% of it will be on me. I'm going to get you a little bit of a discount by using discount code MCS. So I want you to head over to foxandsons.com, F-O-X, the letter dot com. Help out my man, Stephen Fox. Help yourself out with some awesome coffee beans and help this show out all by just purchasing a bag of coffee. It really doesn't get better than that. Discount code MCS. For eighteen percent off over at Fox dot Com. Now, I also want to tell you a little bit more about today's conversation. Of course, if you're listening already in podcast form uh, or in video form on some other platform, fantastic. Glad to have you here. If you're someone that, I don't know, maybe you first listen to the audio, then go watch the video. Either way, if you do try to find this video on YouTube, you will not, and it'll pr- probably become pretty clear over the course of this conversation why that is. It's an incredible conversation. We get into a lot of different areas, uh, false flags. I, Heck, I can say this stuff here because now that it's not going to be on YouTube. I can say, I can tell you all the things that Ole brings up that would get me YouTube strikes, things like false flags, uh, but more so specifically mentioning certain schools, uh, Sandy Hook, uh, uh, certain vaccines, um, events like January 6th. I mean, you name it, you name something that can get you a YouTube strike. Ole brought it up and I'm totally happy he did. I have no intention to ever censor my guests. But I am going to censor myself a little bit on just on YouTube specifically. I do use YouTube, uh, even though it's part of the big tech conglomerate, but so many people are on YouTube. A lot of people have found my show through YouTube, so it's a useful tool for me to reach new people. At the same time, I'm not going to shoot myself in the foot. Uh, I'm not just going to knowingly put something on there that is 100% certain uh, to either get me a strike or get my channel taken down. The lovely thing, though, is you still want to see my lovely face and Ole's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shining face in the Bali sun. You can do that on one of the many other video platforms this show is on so you can find the video version of this show if you choose at rockfin on the free side um at Bitshoot, at odyssey at rumble that's four different places you can watch the video in addition to hearing the audio version so really if you want to see the show or hear the show. There's nothing stopping you, but it's not going to be on YouTube. Uh, There will be a short little explainer video uh, telling people why that is, but uh, you're already hearing this, so I don't think you need to go seek that out. But this is a great opportunity to support some of these alternative video channels uh, because these channels, these platforms do not censor at all. Um, maybe they do. I don't know but it's certainly not in the way YouTube does. I know, Odyssey 100%, uh, never censors anything. So I do encourage you to, to support these other channels and support these other platforms, uh, that have a lot less censorship than YouTube does. So feel free to go check out the video version on one of those other platforms. Of course, premium subscribers got not just the video version already, but they got the full extended version, including the smoke-filled room. And if you think the content of this main episode is wild, just wait until you hear the smoke-filled room for as little as eight smackaroos per month. You can get behind those paywalls over at patreon.com slash Mark Claire Show, Rockfin Premium, Subscribestar. I got all the options for you, all listed in the show notes. Uh, Only eight smackaroos is gonna get you three to four hours of extra content from yours truly every month, extended versions of every single episode, uh, as well as some other random bonus stuff I have in the works, including, as always, Mark's monthly musings at the end of the month, a little behind-the-scenes look at my thoughts, my thought process going into this show uh, through a lot of the interviews, a lot of the things we talk about. I just go in uh, all sorts of different directions. So tons of great stuff for you. Uh, I link to everything over at markclare.com. I have ranted more than enough, it is now time to get to this incredible conversation with Ole Damogard. Welcome back, friends, to The Mark Clare Show. My guest today is an expert on false flags, political assassinations, and global conspiracies. He has given more than 1,000 international interviews to millions around the world. And today we're going to add at least one more interview. Maybe not millions more, but a decent number of people. Nonetheless, I'm very pleased to welcome the great Ole Damogard.
1: Ole, welcome to my show. Thank you so much, Mark. It's a real pleasure.
0: Well, absolutely, Ole. And, you know, early on in this podcast, I had a guest on, Charlie Robinson. I know you're familiar with him of the Macroaggressions podcast. And he, one thing he said was that once you start looking into the false flag rabbit hole, once you start going down that path, all roads lead to Ole Damagard. So I had to have you on and dive into the subject a bit further with you. And uh, I titled that episode with Charlie, False Flags 101. So maybe this will be like a two, 201, kind of a, a little bit of an advanced course with a professor with a little more tenure there. Uh, but before we get into all that, ole i want to know a little bit more about what makes you tick so maybe you can just give us a little bit of your backstory and really how did you first become interested in this subject this subject that i i'm sure at some point has led you down some very um dar- dark and disturbing uh, trails
1: true true i uh, i've been down this for for absolute decades actually it was i woke up uh, so-called woke up in 1980 i know the exact minute when it happened And. Um, But at the time I was working as a a young journalist and I had started really uh, questioning things around me because things didn't really match up. And I I was born in Denmark, but I moved to Sweden when I was a child. Very uh, hastily, it it went very fast the way we moved and we do my whole life was just strange so i was asking all of these questions and it's only recently that i found out that uh, my family was actually living a double life where uh, at least my father maybe my mother also were secret assets for nato uh, building up the so-called gladio network uh, the, wow. the ghost army network my whole family in denmark on both my mother's and father's side many many of them were involved in this network i'm finding out now and uh, so the reason we moved to Sweden also was because of this whole thing. All, all my whole childhood, everywhere we went, our neighbors, people that came to visit us, uh, uh, where we were going on holidays, all of it was connected to NATO, I find out now. And so I think somehow I was prepared for this as uh, you know, when I, because I was born into it. I even believed that my, my parents might have been, brought together as a couple not as you know as a result of lo- falling in love but as a result of joining forces assets joining in an operation because i've seen uh, several other families very similar uh, background like i have where the children was born into it as a front window as the mm. you know like a shield the perfect family shield and so nobody would look behind the curtains of what was actually going on so i think this meat suit of mine can be part of one of the the result of one of these operations and so i i came into this uh, earth from round flat whatever it is matrix i came into this uh, so called reality as a very pure soul i feel that could not understand what the hell was going on i could not understand Evil. I couldn't understand violence. I couldn't understand injustice. I I was really confused. And when I was a little child, when people asked me what I wanted to become, when I was uh, what I would do, what I would do, when I grew up, I always said I want to become a stuntman or save the world. And somehow I feel that I'm trying to combine the two. Uh, you know, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I I think that in my upbringing and my whole uh, life, I've been trying to figure out what the hell is going on because of what was going on in, in my family, even though it's only like four or five years ago that I even became aware of it. It was my my father who passed in 1992, came to me in a dream and guided me to start looking into my own background, a very, very emotional, very Like mind-blowing, especially that I, of all people, had not seen it. In my own backyard, I I did not see it at all. But after that dream, I started seeing all of these things that didn't match up, and that led me down a, a rabbit hole that was just unbelievable where uh, I've, I've now been guy, I've been going through my childhood. Uh, we've been driving around, uh, checking out all the places where where we lived, where we used to go, our, when our, our friends, all of them were connected to this network. And especially one place uh, uh, that, where we used to go, you know, have an ice cream, play with kites. We were running around right on top of NATO's most top secret underground base, which is now a Cold War museum on the east coast of stones uh, of Denmark, uh, where my father, I believe, was part of 100 people being sent uh, for special education at uh, Fort Bragg um, in, I think it's Georgia. In the early 50s, he was part of, uh, he was quite high up in the Danish resistance movement in Denmark during the Second World War. And in the end of the Second World War, the Allies went in, the CIA, MI6 went in, and started recruiting people from the resistance movement from also people that had been put in jail by the germans during the occupation and so on because the resistance movement was working so well in denmark and norway that nato went in and started uh, nato wasn't created at that time but the forces that then created nato uh started copying the setup of these uh, of these secret networks and created the so-called Gladio Ghost Army, which is uh, a network that is, uh, all the different NATO countries have had to create their own ghost army as part of uh, their operations, security operations. And that is where my parents came in. In Denmark, the name wasn't uh, Gladio, it was Absalon. In Sweden, it was Stay Behind, but uh, Gladio is the general thing. But anyway, so over the years, I think that uh, I, I, I was, I've just been fascinating on trying to find out what the hell is going on. You know, this is confusing. And I think that my my body, my meat suit, my whole setup has been super sensitive to when people are trying to manipulate me, when people are telling half lies or white lies or straight out lies, or when things are not being mentioned. You know, the in very often the real truth is in the, in the silence in what is left out and so indirectly i think i've been trying to figure out my own life but i've been looking on a global scale and so i've taken it uh, i mean i i was a one-man band for many 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 years you know very alone very scared getting myself into these uh, uh these areas that nobody else was interested in as far as i knew i mean this was way before the internet and nobody wanted to hear anything and also it was really really scary when you got into this world of dark operations because in those days if you knew too much it just uh, if you suddenly suddenly stopped breathing that was problem solved you know so it was like uh, now we have this we can reach people all over the world just like this click a button and boom you're in touch people know who you are if something goes if something happens to you it can really backfire in the in the face of these uh, dark forces you know so sometimes that can create a lot more negative result than you being terminated you know so they they are like ca- a lot more aware of uh, in in certain ways messing with people or really trying to hurt them so that's sort of like a security type. Of thing. I don't know if I answered your question, Mark, but
0: Oh you 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 absolutely more than answered it for sure. Do do you think then that the internet now kind of serves in a way to protect people like you in a sense because you're so out there, your information is so much out there, and even if they did something to you, that none of that would go away. It would it exists in the hands of other people, so it almost wouldn't really even mean that much in the grand scale.
1: It would I think for sure. It's the internet is like so many other things. It's a weapon for good it's a weapon for the dark it was created by the dark forces but we have uh, it has been an incredible tool for us towards uh, freedom and liberation and and awareness through knowledge But it's also a weapon of mass illusion and deception and a really tricky one to deal with because uh, just because it's on a screen in front of you and it says, this is the truth, that does not mean that it's actually the truth. So, and when it comes to security, for sure, for sure. It was like when I stepped forward, I kept a very low profile for many, many years because I early on discovered that a lot of people have died around these... uh, top political assassinations many many people you know there's these uh, cleaning operations going on afterwards where people that get too close or have some kind of connection or um, journalists or military or people that were involved in the operation as well they they've just been taken care of you know like in the jfk assassination i have a list of more than 300 people that had uh, died in in weird ways and so it's not to be paranoid to start seeing that, holy crap, you have to be careful here. You're you're walking in minefield. Especially, I'm not talking about liking things on Facebook. I'm talking about becoming a real boil in the butt for and interfering with these operations, sometimes stopping them. And uh, so that in 2012, that was the year when I really stepped forward out on the public scene because up until then, I, I found out that either... There's only two ways to go when you go when you live my type of life It's either you go stealth under the radar, completely anonymous, very discreet, do your job, you know find out the truth, get the hell out, but do not let them even understand that you were there that's one version or you need the spotlight on you on it you know like keep it on me, on me, on me on me, so that if something happened, it will just amplify what you have been saying and thus possibly creating a bit, depending on how much uh, spotlight you got on you the big the more spotlight the, the bigger the negative uh, result can be for them to hurt you so in 2012 when i stepped forward i went full on i was like a dragster they said that i was the hardest working man in alternative media because i was like on one two three interviews per day just like Spotlight, 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 to keep my family as safe as possible and myself as well. And so I was everywhere, everywhere the first year or two. Every, I don't think there was a show online I wasn't on, you know, uh, when it came to these things. And then over the years, uh, the the more views, the more, also the more that also brings in a tax income. I've been destroyed, you know, my website has been knocked out multiple times. Really advanced. Uh, and uh, all kinds of platforms and censorship even even patreon uh shut us down here um like uh six months ago or, or something like that not because of something we had on patreon but because of something i had on my website and they said you have to delete that on the website otherwise we will we will delete your account and that was a major part of our income so bad news but we say hell no and boom there you go so it's like uh it it comes in many different variations. There is no security. There is no security when you really step forward. And that is also, I'm, I'm being contacted by quite a few whistleblowers who are trying to get some kind of assurance saying, if I step forward, how can I protect myself? You cannot. You cannot. But what you can is step forward in truth and also ask the support for angels and whatever, if you believe in them uh, and... Uh, Saints and sages and all the what you believe in and then stand in that truth and uh, i mean for some reason i'm still around so it has worked for me and oh uh, well, yeah welcome. we're certainly glad you are <laughs> um, i am too i am too thank you
0: going back to, to your your background a little bit and you know i it's it almost makes me wonder if subconsciously you became more intuned to the deception around false flags, maybe because you were around that deception so much. I'm th- sure this is something that has gone through your head a million times over, but I'm just kind of that 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 aspect of your story just fascinates me so much if you care to just sort of elaborate a little bit more on kind of what has gone through your mind uh, regarding that as you sort of learn more of the truth about your
1: parents i I think I mean when I see myself when with other people. I can see there's a difference i don't know how come that this meat suit installation whatever we are you know why is this one i mean i'm like rain man in this area Uh, i'm a super geek in this area what is it that makes me uh, that I can remember everything, uh, you know, like down to the color of uh, JFK's underpants when he when came to Dealey D- D- Plaza. I can't remember what I did yesterday. I can't remember song lyrics. I'm a musician. I can't remember chord progressions. But in this area, it's like uncanny. I don't know why that is. It's just that I remember it and this is also when i've done like you said more than 1100 interviews i mean i ha- i as far as i know i've been point it's been pointed out once that i said something that was not factually right and i corrected it right away i have no idea i have no idea it's it it's just the way it is so somehow i feel that on a spiritual level, I signed up for this whole thing. I'm living my Dharma now. And I was being prepared. It was like boot camp as a child. I was going through all of these things to prepare me, as I've even been given the war the name Arjuna by my spiritual teacher, which is he was the perfect warrior from the Bhagavad Gita. He would he was the perfect warrior with all the skills of and and knowledge of war, but he didn't want to fight. And the Bhagavad Gita is this whole conflict that he is the perfect warrior. He does not want to fight, but he has to because both sides involves his family and friends. So and people are going to die, whatever he he does. But he has to choose sides, what to do. And I feel exactly the same. This is not a war I want at all. I want to kick back and jam and and uh, have a cold beer. I mean, what right. the hell? this is supposed to be done by police and military and people that are being you know dedicated officially they should do their job they're not they're absolutely not so people like you and i have to step forward and say okay fine if if no one else is going to do it i have to step up the game and just uh, do whatever i can
0: let's go ahead and dive a little bit further into the the overall subject of false flags. And I'm wondering if you could start off maybe just giving not necessarily history, because I'm sure this has been going on for as long as man has been around in some way, shape or form. Um, But what are some of the first false flags, maybe in modern times events that we can point back to uh, that most people have heard of that, that they might not, they might think of as just whatever story was presented to them in school or what have you. Uh, What are some events that you would look back now and say that is absolutely a false flag.
1: Ooh, there are so so many.
0: Pick your top, you know, 3.
1: I mean, the whole second world war was a massive big false flag. The way it started, the way the first world war started, the deception that was uh, put on a, put uh, I mean the psychological warfare that has been attacking us without us knowing it the world of illusions that we've been pushed into with these wars and has been psychological force-like operations, you know, where we've always also been in these type of operations, we're being uh, the people in the background creating the problem. It's the old Roman tactic, problem, reaction, solution, where they, the people in, behind the scenes are secretly creating a problem in the form of the start of a war, an explosion, a mass shooting, a, a an alleged terror attack, and a financial crash, these or, the, or a virus. They secretly create these things to get an emotional reaction from us, the so-called ordinary people, where we go, oh my god, oh my god, something needs to be done. They go emotional, so we freak out. Um, and then they will then step in on stage saying, because we will turn towards the people we think are there to protect us, not understanding that it's actually them who have created the problem. So we go, oh my God, please, please help us. We need help here. This is this problem is so bad. And they will then come in and say, Well, the only way we can help you in this horrible situation is, and boom, in comes the solution. So in these operations, it's very, very important to understand the solution was there from day one. I had to repeat that one. The solution was there from day one. They then had to create a problem that was big enough for us to get an emotional reaction that was strong enough to accept the solution. So if you It's
0: really a, re, a reverse engineering. They have the solution, so they need your
1: reaction, so they need to create the problem. Exactly. It's the exact, it's a fuck. It's an absolute turnaround. So for instance, with the COVID operation, what was there from day one? The the vaccine, the weapon of mass destruction was there from day one. This whole thing about them working day and night and in eight weeks, that's absolute bollocks. It is so not true. They they had this very advanced technology. What is in these things, we're still trying to figure out, but I tell you, it has 0.000000 Percent to do with with health and ninety nine point nine 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 percent to do with depopulation and control and all kinds of bizarre ways, that I can guarantee you. And I'm not saying that because I'm a doctor, but I'm involved with some of the world-leading experts and doctors in this field, so I'm learning from them. Poo, scary, scary stuff. So I have not answered your question yet. Well, you but you I named mean, a few. Uh <laughs> But both, uh, both, both world wars, the Gulf of uh, of Tonkin, the whole stuff. Would you say
0: almost every major war, at least in modern times, is, is at least the ones we see on TV here, the ones that are talked about all the time, is in some way, shape, or form a
1: false flag? As far as I've been able to see, I don't know anyone that has not been- I mean, when you look at it, every single, and you will see that more or less every single war has also been started by the same forces behind the scenes. It looks different on a street level because it might be a different nation, different nations involved or different religions involved. They love to blame them. But in the background, it's been exactly the same financial structure that is funding both sides. They don't care who wins as long as people are being killed. A lot of things are being destroyed while they are being paid for the weaponry used. And then they come in afterwards as peacekeepers, getting the Nobel Peace Prize and stuff like that. And then they rebuild what they blew up and they, they earn a, an absolute killing in every step of the way. So, and you will see, it's like the the mother of the, the latest, the generation of Rothschilds, she said, if my sons don't want war, the world would be at peace. But it's not only the Rothschilds we have, we have in the background, there's especially one Swedish family, I tell you, that is such a major part of the deep state and very few people are aware of them. They're called Wallenberg, Wallenberg. They are unbelievably powerful. Uh, And uh, I would say above, possibly above the Rothschilds, certainly above the Rockefellers. These are the ones that everybody knows about the the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the JP Morgan. So the ones that really rules are the ones behind the scenes. And that family, whoa, that one, I tell you. Once again, in my own backyard, did not see it, did not see it for so many years. And once I've started digging into it, the last three, four years, mind blowing. And they have a motto calling to rule without visibility, non vidiri. That is exactly how they do it through their their, uh, company structure on a global scale, how they absolutely control telecommunications. They are the owners of Ericsson. (laughs) They're the owners of many, many multinational companies. Uh, they control the electricity for instance in more than 180 countries. So this whole thing about power cuts, you know absolute not because the the structure is fragile. No, it's because somebody's saying you now have a warm home <sniffs> of you don't have a warm home. you better you know step up the game, stay in line, shut up and and obey otherwise we'll just turn it off again on off on off on off you know, also shaking people, because the whole, the only way they can control us is through fear. That's the key element. So fear, 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 that's their, their name of the game. That's the only thing they have, which I find really inspiring because then the only thing we have to do is become fearless. And how do you do that? Well, fear is only in your mind. It's not out there. You can't go buy something. It's not square or blue or whatever. No, it's only my fear is only in my mind, your fear is only in your mind, and it's always connected to the future, to something that has not yet happened. So when you think of it, fear is an absolute waste of life because it's just pure speculation and it's keeping you back. It's putting you in this prison. So fear is something we really need to deal with.
0: I'm glad you said that. And I think a lot of times when diving into these subjects, when going down conspiracy rabbit holes, and this is something I've tried to avoid and try to take at least a little bit of a different approach with, it's so easy to start to just feel like all hope is lost, uh, to just feel like the forces of the world are so evil that there's just almost no point in going on. Uh, And and that certainly, but to me, that's in a way just more of more of what they want to get out of us more of increasing the fear. And I wonder how you, how you sort of address that both for yourself and how you present this material material to your audience and that you don't want to scare people more, but at the same time, you want to get the information out there in order to sort of empower people to do something with it. So how do you, how do you sort of balance, balance all that as a human who has to experience these emotions on some level, no matter what, with the, with the kind of information you're looking at.
1: Once again, for some reason, I seem to be different than others. I can only say I look from the outside. Well, this one apparently deals with things in a different way. I, I've always known that we're going to be okay. Yeah, I've never doubted. In my heart, i always known, yes, it looks shit scary. Yes, it's horrible. Yes, it's dark. We're going to be fine. I've never, ever doubted that we're going down for, for good. It's always like David and Goliath. Okay, boom, I'm down to, you know, eight, I'm back on my feet and 10, I'm back in the fight, you know, just another round. So I've also, over the years, I mean, I've, I've been down this, I've seen more darkness than I think most people have. And I know more about these so-called dark conspiracies than anyone that I know of. So I should be super depressed, but I'm not and and i often get the question how can you keep calm how can you always be so positive how can it's just i am you know i am in my heart in my head when i listen too much to this one i can get really scared and it gets too much especially when it comes to Satanic abuse of kids and stuff like that. I, I can't deal with it. I go in, I, I get out because I just can't handle it. You know, other people are more hardcore. I'm not. So certain areas I have to be gentle on myself. So I, I dive in, I try to make a difference. I pull out and dive in, pull out, dive in, you know, and then hopefully get better and better at it. But uh, over the years also... I felt a lot of sadness. I've been on the verge of depression for many times, uh, uh, especially in the, in the 19th and so on, because there was no one else. There was absolutely no right. one else. And right. I just saw this massive picture and the whole world. And it was like, how the hell can you not see it? You know, like, mm-hmm. come on. And nobody wanted to listen. Nobody, especially in Sweden, uh, and I mean, it was at a point I had people murdered around me, I got really deep in it. I had visits as well, scared the living bejesus out of me, yeah. so I just felt, fuck this, I'm out, you know, I'm I'm not going to become part of statistics, because had I stayed in Sweden, because I was digging very deep into the alleged assassination of the Swedish Prime Minister Olo Palme, I was 12 years straight into that uh, case, and I just felt... I'm going to end up dead here there's no doubt so I'll I'll bail out and if you don't want to listen because I'd knocked on all the doors in Sweden nobody wanted to listen I said okay I'm going to go abroad just like many Swedish rock bands you know they they can't get uh, a, a record deal in Sweden <laughs> they go to England or Japan or the states or whatever they get discovered and boom they get a deal there and then suddenly they're super popular in Sweden there you go that's the way of an of a coward uh, of a nation of cowards it has been to a large extent so i thought screw this i'm out so i i went out and then i i sort of became whatever that means but big in the us and uk that was where it took off and then slowly slowly sweden started uh, becoming aware and now there's a whole major movement in Sweden going on. Absolutely amazing to watch. I'm I'm super, super proud. This nation of of cowards have now become a nation of Vikings when it comes to the women. The women are awesome. The men are still, they still need a real kick in the butt, you know, (laughs) to get activated. So I'm doing my best there as well.
0: To dive a little bit further into... False flags themselves, because I think it can be an area where it, you see an event on TV, and and maybe for you, you're 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 seeing things a certain way because you're seeing little markers here and there, little things that you've discovered over the years are hallmarks of a false flag. Whereas someone else might see that same event and just. See it as the latest thing on the news. This may, might even be something innocuous. Um, so maybe you can just start with what are some of the what are some of the markers? What are some of the hallmarks that when you see an event on the news, your spidey sense goes off and you say, okay, I, even before you maybe have the information at hand, you sort of get that feeling this is probably a false flag.
1: It is. Uh, these things are carried out by a very similar recipe. It's it's not an advanced recipe at all. It's like baking a pizza, uh, you know, or or a pie or whatever. You have certain ingredients needed, so you can make the pie square, you can make it round, you can make it thick, you can make it blue. It's still a pie, you know? So anyone who's good in the kitchen, you make a pie, people will start, it smells like a pie. (laughs) It doesn't smell like cinnamon rolls. It smells like a pie because you can, and it's the same in this area, where there are certain ingredients that are needed to pull a thing like this off because it's a psychological operation. And the main uh, focus is to scare the living shit out of you so that you will be more controllable and you will accept their solution. So how can you scare people there are not that many different variations. You look at horror movies, it's all more or less the same build up. It's the same setup. It's uh, that whole thing. It's the same here. So they're very limited, which is super good for us. So, one of the things to look out for when it comes to alleged mass shootings and alleged terror attacks, very similar setup. Okay, so you have uh, one thing is that. More or less every single time there's a drill beforehand, there's been some kind of security drill on that location. It can be up to a year before, but very most of the time it's like uh, just a few days before. Some kind of security drill, anti I, you know, active shooter drill, anti whatever, like that. Sometimes they even drill. at the exact same time, right? It's, it can even be like on 9-11 or, or the 7-7 bombings where the drill is active and then suddenly the drill goes from being a drill to active mode where suddenly it's a terror attack. You had that uh, uh, in Norway, the mass shootings in Norway, the drill ended uh, at uh, uh, three 3.13 in the afternoon. 3.15, the bombs went off. That's convenient. You know, just like a few few minutes later, same scenario. What are the chances? Like when the alleged truck attack happened in Stockholm, there were multiple drills going on where the police, the hospitals, everybody, with the, with an ex- a bomb going off in the exact same building as the truck is said to have driven in just a few minutes later into. It's like unbelievable. So the drill, if there is a drill, that one is a dead giveaway. Sometimes it is a security drill for our protection, but many times I tell you it is to prepare. They use the drill to clear the area from individuals like us who who are too nosy. They want they want uh, sort of their playground clean, so they clear off this area. They say we're going to have a security drill at this train station or this supermarket or whatever. It's very often so that you cannot look in. Or it can be a, ba- a back street, that, you know, so they clear the area very easy. They can block off the road very easily and get sort of a clean plate so that they can carry it out. Then during the drill, they bring in crisis actors, directors, uh, what do you call these uh, movable toilets, or potty pans or something like that? Porta-potties, yeah. Okay, porta-potties. They bring in these things, they bring in catering, make up, make up facilities. Uh, Uh, Experts with pyrotechnics, uh, explosives, smoke bombs, uh, they get lighting, they get camera crew, they have marketing agents. in. I mean, it is like a mobile film unit that arrives on location. They normally come in buses. These buses are then used to block off the area as well once they start getting, getting after you because people don't notice a bus. If a bus is just blocking the traffic, it's just a traffic jam, you know? But another one, they, they also use these buses so that people can't see in from the side what is actually going on. You, you're sitting like, oh, my God, I wish I could see, but there's this bus. You don't suspect that the bus could be there put on purpose. So anyway, they use these buses to bring in crisis actors, evidence, whatever is needed, you know, to point out the Patsy during the drill also they rehearse they go through the whole thing they have uh, all of these high quality images taken hd photo wise the face of terror so they get all of these super quality photos that will then be spread out uh, uh, the the face of terror now in ukraine now in oslo now in in uh, melbourne now in toronto the exact same team being used They also do the film, uh, a lot of the video footage on that day. Meaning also, I tell you, you will never have to fear an alleged mass shooting or alleged terror attack on a rainy day. It's always on clear blues, uh, beautiful days, because they need the same sky in the background more than one day in a row. So because they need, they're going to blend the footage that was being filmed during the drill with so-called live footage. So live from Baltimore. And then they, they, they blend these two into this is just now happening. You got like helicopter footage that's live. And then you blend it with live footage from yesterday. So they cannot have a different sky because suddenly you would see like, Blue sky, no gray sky. Blue sky, no, it's raining. Blue sky, no. So that's why you don't, you never have to fear any of this on a rainy day. So you're fine on a rainy day. Do you have an example of that you can think of when they've
0: used, when they've done what you're saying, mixed live footage with like, with footage from a previous drill?
1: Oh my I God. I mean, I'm sure you have an example, but can you point one out? <laughs> How many do you want? I mean, it's every single one. You, you show me um, an alleged mass shooting or less terror attack when it's a rainy day. Show me one show me one when there's a, a gray day, when it looks really like this, show me one when there's any type of footage, I tell you, you won't find it. It's beautiful days, sunny and with white clouds and some, I mean, I'm, I'm a cloud spotter now because I compare different footage and it's just like big white cloud. And then they change the angle, the, they go to the next scene, same location, no cloud. What the hell happened? I also compare the angles of the shadows when w- at what time of day when this filmed, you know, you, with the trees and everything you see. It's in that direction. Then they change camera to yesterday's footage, and suddenly the the uh, the shadow is in a different angle, meaning that's not the t- same time. So anyway, the the drill is super super important. This super super important, and. Uh, uh, another dead giveaway is the Patsy. It's a lone crazy individual. It's a lone wolf, it's a fanatic, it's a, a Muslim fanatic. I mean, nowadays they weaponize the word Muslim and the word Quran and Islam. You, you might as well say bomb, uh, nuclear power device, uh, anti-terror, whatever. So in, in, my, in our mind, when they say Muslim, you think, oh my God, terrorist. It's been. It's that is the to the level that this has been pushed into our subconscious. So they are being used as trigger words. They have these trigger words in the news that they bum 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 bum. They they hit you with these words, and um, the reason why they want it to be an alone crazy individuals when it comes to top political assassinations, mass shootings, uh, terror attacks, it's always a lone crazy individual. Why alone? It's by because by then you don't have to look upon it as a conspiracy, meaning it can if this guy is suicided on location, it can be case closed there and then because he was only one. Conspiracy means actually breathing together, but it's it has uh, got the meaning of two or more people uh, secretly planning or carrying out criminal activity that is what is called a conspiracy it happens all the time but anyway so the reason he's alone is because then by law they don't have to deal with it as a conspiracy hasn't um, it's a totally different approach in, in the legal system and then the reason they want him crazy is because then there's no need for a motive he was crazy he just went up and did that it's crazy no it's not it's a political assassination and you're being duped that is what's happening here. But alone and crazy, then, also, if he's a fanatic, well, it was the Quran said, you know, 15 virgins and whatever is waiting for him in the sky. That was the reason he blew himself up. Absolute bullshit. It's not. You have to see in the background who benefits. Kuibono always follow the money, always follow the ones benefiting from whatever happens. That's the one. There's many of these different uh, ingredients, but they are not that many. And once you start seeing how it's carried out, you will also see that there is an investigation put there. If it's a big case, the investigation is put there to cover it up. It is not interested in any type of facts of any kind of real witnesses, any kind of, of, uh, uh, you know, the only task that investigation has is to shut people like myself up. Point to the official story. It was the patsy, the patsy, the patsy. Anyone who steps forward will be threatened, harassed, uh, shut up, killed, suicided if this is on a high level. You know, that is the task of this Investigation, Which is also interesting because when thing, these things happen at the press conference, if this is a false flag, the people stepping up at the press conference are the ones who carried it out. Big point here, because when they stand up afterwards and say, we have to stand united in the face of terror. Yes, that means we have to stand united against you because you were in on it and then you have the chief of police in the background. He was in on it, or they have him by the bolts. Absolute control individual. Politicians, you got like FBI people stepping forward. Oh, now we had him on the radar. They are in it. They were the ones that carried it out. So they're actually helping us when they step forward like that. Many times you wouldn't have noticed these people, but here you will see that Especially when you start studying the investigation and you see this goes nowhere, and very often there's another one that uh, another alleged mass shooting or something that as a diversion. So boom, boom, and then you look over here, oh Las Vegas, oh yeah, forget about that. Now it happened in uh, here in, in uh, wherever. I think San that Buffalo Bernardino, and
0: Uvalde were pretty much back to back last year.
1: That that there you go if you notice during the covid operation there was absolutely no mass shootings there was absolutely no terror Well, the shooters didn't anywhere. want
0: to get sick so they stayed inside i guess
1: exactly they were they were staying at home they were being <laughs> they were, very they were following nice the rules they were, they were following the rules isis just went uh, away it was amazing because they they didn't need the fear level it was up there anyway but then when people started saying listen, I've taken like 14 boosters. I'm feeling like absolute shit. I almost died yesterday. And you want me to take another one? I'm not buying it. And the fear level starting going down. I mean, really, are you going to come up with a new variation of a green monkey upside down virus? Oh, and They kind it, of tried it,
0: the monkey pox uh, thing for a minute last year, but that, that seemed to oh kind of fizzle God.
1: pretty quickly. No, but it's upside down camel sin. It's like a Marburg, a blue, blah, 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 I mean, they can't come up with these things anymore, you know? And the, the fear level that was working in the beginning, oh my God, there's a pandemic. We're going to die. We're going to die. There's a big pile of bodies over there. I'm being told. But when you look there, there's absolutely no one in the hospital. So what is going on? Fear level starting going down. I'm not buying this. I'm not buying this. Look at that person over there. He didn't take any vaccines. He looks great. He's not falling over dead. I'm the one feeling, like yeah, shit, what is going on? Fear level going down, going down. So that when suddenly they stepped up the game again with false flags, I was just waiting for it. I had in my newsletter, you know, because I, was, I have a monthly newsletter on my website. This is a segue, <laughs> lightonconspiracies.com. Conspiracies because there's a hell of a lot more than one going on. I'm saying it's just a matter of time. Listen, it's going down. The fear level is going down. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's going to say boom somewhere over there. And boom, in came, I think it was the Buffalo bullshit shooting uh, outside the supermarket. I mean, absolute. And then that was followed by the Uvalde shooting and then that was followed by the next one and the next one really low level low budget absolute crap operation for someone like myself it really is like come on can you please step up the game i mean some kind of different theme add some spice do something differently no same crap same crap
0: when you point to those events um like you buffalo ubalde do you see? Because there, there is sort of. I, I guess there could be different kinds of false flags in the sense. Do you think events like that, the people aren't killed, or do you think there are people killed and it's just a planned event, or is it a mix of of both at times? Because that's often what you'll hear. You'll say, "Well, who? What? Those aren't real parents with real dead kids." And I know often they're not.
1: <laughs> it is a super good question, and it's impossible to answer because mm-hmm. it's different from different thing, uh operation. What I've what I've come across. Uh, for instance, at the alleged uh, the mass shooting in Norway in 2011, where there was about uh, uh, 500 uh, uh, young people out on an island where there was a mass shooter, an alleged mass shooter called Anders Beren Breivik, who went with a machine gun and, and shot all of these people up. He also uh, officially blew up the government building. The government building itself was not bl- bl- blown up by explosives. It was an implosion. It was a very highly advanced weapon, weaponry used there to demolish this building. It wasn't demolished, uh, it was still standing, but it was everything was was crushed inside and uh, and so on. On one side of the building, we had real victims that were in when the when this weaponry detonated, boom. They were killed on this side of the building. On that side of the building were the crisis actors. They came out just a few minutes later to do the whole photo parade. All of that. That was like a mix of the two. I I call it a hybrid. You know, where you had both. Then in the old days, many times you had real victims, but this it came to a point where, especially, I tell you, the one you don't want to mess with is. Mother of somebody who has died in one of these operations. Mm-hmm. They will not back down. Right. Women they want to seek the truth lose, a lot more. They do not care. Grandmothers, mothers don't mess with them. I'm saying, telling you that. Right. And after 9 11, there was a whole, they were having serious problems with these mothers and they started to take care of them. They started dying in different uh, accidents and car things and stuff like that, suicides, hangings. But in the end, I mean, how many mothers can you, can you take care of without raising suspicion? So somebody was getting really worried about using uh, real victims because when you, the more you do this type of crap, the longer the queue of bre- fire-breathing uh, females that are chasing your butt that will not give up year after year to see you have a problem here, so, so we can
0: thank the moms. Was, now every year on Mother's Day, we can thank the moms for pushing false flags
1: more I, to the, the forefront here. I completely say the women are the ones that we should celebrate when it comes to this whole thing. We men, come on. We need really to get a fire thrower up our butt you know, and, and a flamethrower and just like shake, shape up. Where are you? Where are we? We have to stand up and protect our families and our, our of wives and the so-called weak ones it has absolutely changed the roles now we need to step step up the game the women are very often already there because they care not only about themselves but their kids and generations to come many men are just so up into their own world of football and uh, golf and i don't know what it is but it's uh no the timing it's now so anyway um where were we yeah then the hybrid, then you have, I think after 9-11, they really started having to re, recalculate and rethink, you know, and that's when the so-called crisis actor started uh, coming in on stage. So the Boston bombing, that was the first one that was full on uh, with crisis actors. Absolutely no people killed, absolutely nothing really happened. It was a 100% staged event with crisis actors the whole shebang all of it it was like a film set nothing happened that was the boston bombing and after that that is when it started taking off with crisis actors i mean that has become like a multi-billion dollar business on an on an international level all this security anti-terror thing where the terror is created by them it is big business big big business and so with with these events nowadays, many, many times you got no victims at all. Many times you got the 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 identities that we are talking about that has that has been said to have been killed or is said to have been the shooter are phantom identities it's really i mean this is what I've come across i I used to try to go on location to many of these places in Europe and also when you know, wherever I've, I've been, if I'm in the neighborhood or if I'm in the process of trying to stop it or afterwards, I try to go on location because it's on, when you're on location, you suddenly get a completely different feeling than when you see it on a TV screen. Like Dealey Plaza, for instance, in Dallas, looks really big when you look, watch TV. When you're there, it's a tiny little piece of grass. I mean, the distance from the shooters to JFK was like a, a stone throw it's so close. And many times when you're on location, you also see, oh my God, the Bataclan massacre happened there. And the Charlie Hebdo thing happened just right over there, like 50, a hundred meters in between. You're like, oh my God, whoa, whoa, whoa. So that's when you start getting a, a better understanding how they do it, how they use the same individuals, the same police districts, the same. I mean, if there's an an alleged terror attack in Melbourne i i know exactly where it's going to happen it's going to happen in the intersection by the clinders train station because that is where they happen every single time press repeat it happens every single time press repeat it's just all the same same same
0: is that because only like certain t- certain departments and certain places are compromised or in on it because i think one of the biggest objections you get when presenting this new people who are going to naturally be skeptical because it's a shock to the system they'll say you know how could how could this many people be in on it especially when we talk about crisis actors i mean they'll, they'll say something like you know are do you are really this many people in on on tricking people on fooling people are this many people evil evil enough to do something like that so how do you parse that out in terms of how how so many people Get so you know, quote unquote, in on it, and how in on it are people? How much is it compartmentalized where people might not realize the full scope of of what they're a part of right away?
1: Super good question, and I can only say from the outside, I'm speculating because I have not been on the inside. But with all of these operations, compartmentalization, like you said, and it's sort of like on a need to know basis that is standard in all operations that you only know your little part, you don't understand the bigger picture. That is standard. Also, many people that are involved in this have signed uh, NDOs, non disclosure uh, agreements, NDAs, uh, where they say, I'm not going to talk about anything. They sign the papers before they know what they get themselves into. You know, they're just doing their job. And suddenly, boom, they see on watch on the TV Oh my God, this just happened. <gasps> oh my God, that was what I was. So they might think they're part of a,
0: a fake newscast, and then they see that fake newscast on real news, and I, I guess they have two options: come forward with it and face whatever consequences those would be. Have has there ever been any kind of like um a crisis actor whistleblower? Has there been people that have come out and said like I am a crisis actor? Has that have you ever come across that?
1: Um, no, but I I I did an interview with. Uh, uh, George Bush Sr.'s former, uh, he was the, his name is Chip Tatum. He's a CIA whistleblower. He was the head, uh, the commander of Pegasus, an ultra-secret hit team privately used by George Bush Sr. They took out at least 14 people. I mean, this, uh, he was also the pilot for, for President Nixon, all the presidents up to George Bush Sr. Uh, he was a heavy dude in this area. And I asked him because he was involved in false flags as well. I said, how can you, why come that there are no whistleblowers? Why come that, why, why are nobody stepping forward? And he said, it's very simple. I said, tell me, he said, management by fear. It's super simple. He said, first of all, they sign these papers. They're, they're being lured into this, you know, with fame and fortune <clears throat> very often these crisis actors are also really the the poor of the poor. I mean there's the quality is so low that which is really good for which us. Is how they stand' out so much to.
0: sometimes right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because they're crap, they're so not good at it. The reason for that is because all the good ones are already <laughs> they're taken. all, re, they're all know, doing they, real acting probably. Yeah, they're doing real acting, they're in commercials, they're in school plays, stuff like that. you know you can't use them because then people like myself can find, oh, wait a second she was over there and there and there and here she's selling fanta and now she's officially dead so so they have to use the the worst of the worst which is good for us then they say oh you're going to earn all of this money money is never an issue because they they have access to very big budgets in this black op world so <clears throat> money is that it's also fame they would be get on tv they would be recognized oh my god they would be interviewed and uh, some of them can go on Oprah or or Ellen show and these type of things. I mean, this is a big kick for many of them. Many of them are, are I think, psychopaths as well. So they don't really, they don't really have the normal. They're handpicked because of that. Uh,
0: well, uh, on that, just to follow along with that, like, are, are, what about like? I'm just curious how this all works in their real lives because especially if they're portraying someone that has another name or something else or is portraying that they have a dead kid that they don't what do relatives and and family members think? I mean there this is this is the kind of stuff I, I that runs through my head when I think about how this all this stuff can be uh, can be pulled off.
1: I I completely agree with you. So let me answer that and then see if I can find my way back. Many years ago uh the director of the cia alan dulles was in greece he was driving around with a uh, with a guy who is mr x in the jfk movie uh that he is a if i've ever got any hero this is the guy his name was fletcher prouty he was working for the pentagon and black ops and all of that he became a major whistleblower after the jfk assassination anyway so fletcher prouty and alan dulles the director of the cia was driving around in greece and they were uh at a certain place, Alan Dulles pointed towards this uh, little town and he said to Fletcher, Do you know what that is? And Fletcher said, uh, is that Some kind of holiday resort? And Alan Dulles said, No, no, they're all ours, meaning CAA. He said, uh, It's like there used to be wannabes, uh, sleepers, uh, any- so anybody in that community. Children, dogs, parents, car mechanics, photographers, grandparents, all of them were CAA to be used if needed. This was in Greece, and Ellen Dulles said, we got them all over the place in Germany, in France, we got, you know, like so if you keep that, that was in the 50s, 60s. So if you expand that whole thing, how how convenient to have these. Communities, gated communities where everybody is in on it. Okay, so keep that in mind. Then we go to, for instance, uh, Sandy Hook. That whole place—it's a small little community. I tell you, that is one of these communities. I got people on the inside as well. That uh, the whole thing is a CIA operation. The whole Sandy Hook community—all of them—in. This is one of them, where also there's a, a former mental institution that, that, that has been used in horror movies, where the CIA was doing all kinds of horrific experiments in the '60s and, and onwards. The whole thing with the school, the school had been closed down for almost three years when this happened. how the fire brigade, the police officers, the parents, everybody was playing along. How is that possible? How it is possible? if everybody's in on it. And then you see how they're financed, how every single one that lost a, a child was given a villa for $1, you know, and they were given the GoFundMe things in the millions were coming in. And, uh, and the, the thing with the children is that very often they don't die, but the, the photos that are used are photos when they were younger. So they're now teenagers, but the photos being exposed is when they were kids. So how can you do a thing like this? It's unbelievable. At the same time, not very difficult if you control the media outlet. If you can control that one, then you're in control. If you control, you have to be able to control the investigation, the legal system, the coroner office, the hospitals. And also the, the parents of these, uh, these alleged children. So sometimes this goes really, really strange, because like for instance, uh, people after Sandy Hook I mean the kids of Sandy Hook had been f- taken photos of together in a group at the Super Bowl years after they died. The, the, some of the children, especially two kids, were sitting in the lap of Obama two days after they officially died for a photo session. What the hell is that? I was part of of, uh, publishing a book called Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. You can go to lightonconspiracies.com. Look in the shop. Uh, I used to give it out for free because it was banned on Amazon. It's like 360 pages where there's eight different PhDs and high-level researchers that have just put together like step by step by step why this was not true. You know, it, it doesn't, once you start looking into it, it makes zero sense. You can, the official story is absolute bullshit on steroids, but very convincing. And like you got uh, one, uh, what was his name? Dan Wheeler. I think he, he's a parent of one of the dead children officially. He's also one of the soldiers walking around in Sandy Hook. He doesn't even know how to hold a rifle. He's holding it upside down. I mean, we spotted many of these uh, people in more than one role at the, at the same event. The soldiers that were running around chasing were speaking Hebrew. Go figure that one out. Yeah. And, and it's just mind-blowing when you look into it. And then the same people, the, the same guy... That was walking with a rifle upside down, being a soldier, not even knowing how to hold the rifle. He was then uh, flown, I think, on maybe it was Air Force One together with Obama to one place. He was also, he and his wife were also on Oprah promoting anti gun violence, you know, like anti gun uh, or gun prohibition, that whole thing, because that was the whole point to ban the guns. That was the whole point of many of these mass shootings make the weapons the problem so that uh, this problem reaction solution take away the guns from the population so that this country can be more easily overtaken by a corrupt government.
0: And I guess when talking about sort of having like CIA towns or whole areas of intelligence, um, you know, that's what gives you those people that, uh, you know, I've certainly heard people say things like, well, I know that family. I've They're a real family. You can't say they're not a real family. I'm like, yeah, they are a real family. <laughs> that, that That's how, you know, that's how they sort of lay the groundwork for people to say things like that, because they are a real family that that lives in this real place that participates in this real thing or not real thing, I guess you could say.
1: It's It's very, very hard, Mark. It's very, very hard. I mean, I'm still my, trying to get my mind around it because I can tell you certain things that is just not true. Like there's one woman who had a TED talk about her dead child. She is super convincing. She, it's mm-hmm. almost like I think she's somehow mind controlled or brainwashed into believing what she's saying she's so honest it's so beautiful what she's talking about her, her child you know protected the other children and then he got shot it was so sad the thing is it did not happen i can swear to you it did not happen you can chop off my right arm if that child was killed there what she's performing unbelievably true or she it's her reality i don't know but the fact not true and the same way that I was living a double life without knowing it. I mean, you, can, you can't be duped. I was completely duped my whole life up until many years after both my parents and had died. And your friends would all say, yeah, I, I knew uh, his
0: parents and I knew him. They were real,
1: which they were. That doesn't mean they're not doing something. My family was real. You know, uh, my, my version of my family was real. Turned out, no, it was not at all. So, so d- the world of deception... The world of smoke and mirrors, you know, white is black and black is white. We're behind the mirror. That's the life. That's the world of the CIA. These type of operations, they're psychological operation. How to manipulate your mind? That we're up like a, against like a super illusionist, like David Copperfield. How does he do it? His legs are walking that way. His head is walking that way. I see it. It's, is it true? Is it head really walking, talking over there and his legs are there? Or is it a trick? Is it a trick? And I would suggest, I don't understand it, but I would suggest that it is a trick that the head is not over there speaking on its own and his feet is not over there. There's some kind of illusion going on here and they even call it their illusionists. This is what we're up against. We're up against the wizard of us behind the curtains, a tiny little man. With a massive microphone trying to convince us that he is invincible, that he is Goliath, and we are absolutely weak and with no value whatsoever. It's the exact opposite opposite. We have to pull the curtain, make it transparent so that we can see clearly what we are up against. And once we see that, it's an illusion. They are not that many. They're very p- powerless. They're most of them are psychopaths with no creativity their their personality it's like yogurt no backbone very little courage that what they're good at is backstabbing manipulating uh, betraying lying stealing killing but they don't do the killing themselves they do other let other people do the the dirty work for them that's who we're up against. And um, when I've been on tour, two times people in the audience have stepped forward. When I've been talking about false Flags, they've stepped forward and said, it's incredible. You are actually, uh, you know, describing my job. And so I asked, so what is your job? One of them said, I'm a magician. The other one said, I'm an illusionist. You know, how to make people, you know, I put five cards in front of you, pick one. You think that you... You have a free will, and you have picked that card. The thing is, it's rigged. It doesn't matter what you pick, the game is rigged. And also, how to make people look over to the left or the right or whatever. Look over here when you actually should watch the other hand. What is he doing with the other thing? And this is where I've been doing like for years. Instead of looking when they say, this just happened, boom, I look 360 every single angle because it's not only what you find, it's what you don't find. Because when you go there and you see it's not here, that is not negative. That is a positive. Okay, so it's not here. You you change the angle. It's not here either. Then you cover that. It's not here. It's not here. It's not here. It's there. Boom. There you got it. All of it was steps towards finding it. So... Yeah. It's illusion. It's an illusion.
0: One more thing I wanted to ask you about, Olay before we wrap up the main show here, uh, is you know you you've become somewhat known for also your ability to spot certain predictors of false flags uh, to the extent that you've been able to identify certain things even before they happen, or, or at least get it down to a general time and area. Can you dive into that? And maybe before we wrap up, is I hate to uh, be a predictor of, of anything bad, but is there anything on your horizon that you've seen recently that would tell you there might be something coming up? In this place or that place
1: do you know over the years i was contacted by different insiders i still don't know who these people were and they have helped me understand what's going on because i had absolutely no clue and one of them informed me that uh, the people who are carrying out these type of operations are very scared of the law of karma what you do comes back to you and if you're up to a lot of bad stuff well what does that mean if that law is true So what they do is, the way they uh, see it is that if they show us, even in subtle ways, what they're going to do, and we don't react, then indirectly we consent, and then the bad karma's on our shoulders, not theirs. So they, for their selfish purposes, have to put out clues about what they're going to do so that the bad karma will come up. On our shoulders to start with, I thought that sounds like absolute BS. I mean, why on earth would they do such a stupid thing? But then, when I looked at many of these operations, like for instance 9/11, there are hundreds—I kid you not—hundreds of clues pointing: this is going to happen. This is the date. This is the time. This is the place. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And boom, it happened, and we were so surprised. Many, many times they lead clues, and it was in. The fall of 2014, that was the first time I was informed by it. I thought it was BS. Then I started seeing, oh, my God. And so in in February 2015 was the first time that I found a clue and I went out public and I predicted uh, one of these mass shootings. It was in Copenhagen one month before it actually happened. That was the first one. Since then, my name has become, my last name has become a verb, hashtag Damagard or Damagarding, is to find the hidden clues and pinpoint it and predict and hopefully stop as well. And up to date, I predicted or connected uh, up to two months before they actually occurred 68 of these uh, events. So I think that is a pretty good track record. What I'm saying is, it's not. A theory. They're actually putting these clues out there, and the more of us that become aware of it and who can decipher these clues, the bigger the chances that we can actually stop them from doing. It's it. a
0: sort of like a, a revelation of the method type thing. So they they can, in their twisted uh, logic, I guess. Hey, we we put it. We we had clues out there. They could have figured this out. So it's not on us.
1: Yeah, and and for a long time, they really looked at us with no respect whatsoever. They thought of led brainless, uh, useless, uh, eaters, you know, that, but they had to do it for, for their self purpose. Now I tell you, I, I don't want to exaggerate, but millions of people have become aware of these clues. It, I get from all over the world now. And, and it's just like, I got an army of spotters all over the place that are sending me stuff like, Oh, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. People are getting really, really sharp out there to, to, uh, find these things and it's really messing with them and the thing with um, CA with Chip Tatum he said that every time you mess their timeline up when when it gets messed up it can take them months to recoup, uh, regroup you know because it's like many times maybe something happens in stockholm that is there to do so that uh, they can get away with bombing syria or or that thing has to do with gas pipelines uh, in the north sea whatever you know? so the timeline so many things are depending on each other and if suddenly we come in and interfere at one point they, they got to reshuffle really the whole yeah and so they have to like uh, start over all over again so that's what i mm. feel let's keep messing it up for them sure why not but mark <laughs> i I've, I've been asked here because recently people have started uh, becoming more and more interested in I've, I've uh, since a couple of years ago I started doing private sessions uh, like coaching and uh, I, I now have like coaches coming to get coaching and psychiatrists and people that that are doing coaching for a living but in the world we're living in now they're so confused because they don't get it the normal laws and rules are out the window and so I feel super grateful because I've been able to, to assist them in, in turning the game around in a completely different way, because I come from my angle, which is quite unique, and then added to their knowledge and and, uh, and skill set, it has really made a massive change in their lives. So I just want to say that I do private coaching for anyone, and I, w- I do my absolute utmost, and it's been life-changing approaches many times not just following showing my ego, because I'm trying to deliver what comes through me also. So I, I also, if I can just say this also, I have what I believe is the world's biggest the research vault where I've over, during my whole year, I've collected so much information in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases uh, uh, all over the world. It's perfectly organized. It's almost five terabytes of uh, what i call the world's biggest uh, research vault and now I'm, I'm trying to share it out to as many as possible so that we can uh, that we can uh, safeguard this information for generations to come because there's this book burning going on the censorship is brutal brutal on the internet where things are just being erased i tell you just go back a few months when there's been alternative reporting from different things go back a few months you will see it's only the official story is left there. And like on, on Google, a year ago, there was 1.8 million uh, hits when I checked my name. Now it's 19,000. That's 94.7%. Now suddenly Bing comes up and there's 1.2 hits, million hits over there. So it's like, what the hell is going on? We need to, to guard this information because that's the real truth so i'm I'm selling this uh, there's an online version but also like a a a hard drive external hard drive version that i can send anywhere in the world also and then this can be copied uh, kept safe uh, spread you know in whatever way so that we keep it safe so thank you for for just letting me mention this. Well,
0: of course. Well, thank you so much, Ole. And I'll let you, uh, as we sign off here and before we hop into the smoke-filled room, I'll let you uh, I'll let you use the plug voice one more time in case people forgot to plug your website and anything else you want to mention. And uh, But thanks for coming on my show. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Mark. My website is lightonconspiracies.com. <clears throat> it's like if you go to YouTube, I hardly exist anymore. But on the website, I got more than 1,100 of my interviews. Soon yours will be added. I also got uh, almost 9,000 articles that I have handpicked and approved every single one of them. There are so many podcasts. There are so many what we call Sofa Talks, Daylights. It's on on this website. You can stay for four or five years nonstop. That's no lie. (laughs) And I can only say, if you feel that I'm reliable, then you, you can see that this is... I've tried to create a very easily navigated platform where you can come in and you can really start looking at stuff that has been vetted you know where where it's like i believe that this i can trust and then that will then take you out in different areas because nowadays it's so hard to know what is true and not and also what sources to to um, trust as well so absolutely Lightonconspiracies.com. on there
0: you go that's what i was waiting for there it is uh, ole thank you so much for coming on my show I really
1: appreciate it thank you thank you
0: all right, friends, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ole Damgaard. As always, this conversation continued in the smoke-filled room. The bonus segment, part of the extended premium versions of all these episodes that my supporters on Patreon, RockFan, Subscribestar, all get exclusive early access to, and this one was just wild. We went in all sorts of different directions. I asked Ole his thoughts about some other historical events and whether they were false flags, including the Titanic. Titanic. Titanic, the Hindenburg. We also got into some even weirder areas. We talked about Antarctica. Uh, We talked about Flat Earth. Yes, that's right. We even talked about Flat Earth. We got wild and crazy in this one, and it was an absolute blast. So if there's any time to hop on and check out one of these smoke-filled rooms and check out the extended premium versions, again, on Subscribestar, that's how you can get a free trial. If you go to Subscribestar, you can get a week for free. So. Yeah, I, th- I think Rockfin might have their own free trial thing for like a week or something. So you might want to look into that. Um, but subscribe star on Rockfin. If you just want to dip your toe in the water, don't want to make a financial commitment, no problem. Dip your toe in. Check out this episode. I'm happy to have you peeping your head in, giving a little look for free. I'm okay with that because you're going to love this content. I know that. So please do check out all the links over at dot MarcClair, com. Until next time, my friends. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and buenas noches. <phone rings>